This is Bryce. This is Tim. This is The The Average Average Podcast. Podcast. That was actually really good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. What's The Average Podcast? Hey, thank you, random person who's watching this video. Uh, Tim, would you like to walk us through The Average and what it is? Mr. Founder. Okay, so The Average was this idea that came to me almost... Is it almost four years ago Is it really four years already? I think it was almost four years ago. Probably about four years. Yeah, Yeah. give or take. So... Me and a bunch of guys, we like to get together. We like the same kind of movies, but not everybody enjoys a movie the same way. I went to school for digital film and video production, so I usually tend to watch a video with a more analytical eye, watch a movie, you know, how does the camera move? What's the lighting look like? Meanwhile, I'm sitting with my wife who's like, yeah, that was all right. And (laughs) I love her opinions. (laughs) Her takes are great. Yep. And I wanted something that, could tell both of us if we would enjoy the movie right yeah and it's kind of like rotten tomatoes but it wants the average wants you to participate the casual viewer and we are not paid by disney to give good scores and bad scores Uh uh-huh exactly exactly (laughs) we yep we watch a movie do we like it do we not what did we like about it we break it down. We have a scorecard to break down. It's on our Instagram. Yep. It's available. We invite anybody to watch a movie right. and submit their score to us on Instagram, and we make it part of our final score. And the whole point of this is not paid newspaper professionals on Rotten Tomatoes giving you the average, but the average person providing the average score for a movie. Our tagline then is... Um, I forgot our tagline. <laughs> movie, movie reviews for social settings. Right. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so the average is then to indicate you're hanging out with five or six different people wanting to watch a movie. Would the average person, the average group enjoy this movie? And our score should give you a pretty good indication on if they will or not. One, I think that's the, I, that's just, like, this is going to be no different than any other movie review or movie podcast. Like, I think the big, thing that stands out for this one is the real push that like it says in the like our name like the average like the whole idea when starting this was that we're taking a bunch of people who look at movies very very differently because we had an original group we started with and then we have started doing most of them with our wives and then a couple friends as of more recently but the whole thing about the people who are like heading this and what the posts like the people will see on social media and even in these podcasts is we all look at movies very differently. Like you and me alone have a lot of very differing opinions, including yeah. on our topic today. Uh, but that's, I think that's, that's the biggest one that you, the biggest thing that will kind of be heading this group is that we could take a bunch of random people's uh, vote, like their own like scores from our social media and be like, Hey, we're just going to use their scores, I think, or something mm-hmm. like, it doesn't just have to be our stuff. Like, this is an encouragement to like, hey, this is literally going to be for the average person, like the person who works a nine to five has a family and like movies like they love movies. It's just like they don't have the time to go out like a YouTuber or um, a huge movie critic to go out and watch it every time. It's like eh, this is something we want to watch and it seems interesting enough. Like yeah. here's a here's a score on it. So to what you were saying, we started out just doing these cards and then we realized at a certain point um, our wives 
enjoy movies but they don't like love talking about it in depth the way that we do unless it's a specific movie in fact we usually annoy the crap yes out they of hate us actually the they movies. despise us and how we talk in detail about movies because 50 percent of the time it ends in us fighting each other <laughs> yes but. and it's miserable and i hate my life because of it but yeah there's just so much deeper stuff we want to talk about with with a movie and why we scored it the way we did because even with our scorecard with the four of us we clearly look at it very differently when it comes to basing it off of i don't know character or it factor or and even entertainment i would say um and so i was like yeah i'd rather just have like a podcast to talk in more detail about specific movies i want to get in more detail about so that's mostly the reason we're doing a podcast about it just because it it's it's not just that but it's even more for people who are more interested who care at all not that anyone who listens to this cares that much it's more just like eh, i probably want to kill time someday we'd love to invite listeners to join the conversation yes i'd, I'd rather have more listeners on than just me and tim because i get sick of me and tim fighting sometimes <laughs> <laughs> the average is all about participation and so the more yes. people that we can get to participate the better right exactly so i think we'll move the mouse just so i can see how long that was i feel like we kind of just yeah six minutes i feel like that's good enough probably we can that sounds right feels good all right feels good okay so let's dive into the first movie yeah so the first it's not movie. the first movie that the average has scored we no. have a backup of if you so go to our movies. instagram which i'm sure will be tagged yeah we'll we'll give a uh, tag and stuff either throughout or definitely at the end though i'll give some tags at the end <clears throat> uh we currently have 101 posts which means we probably have about 90 or so movies we're talking a lot that we have scored on yeah, our instagram so you can head over check those out if you have seen any of those you score it send that us send that score to us and we can adjust the average to reflect your score as well yeah so the first one that we're kicking off the podcast with though yes is from one of our rapidly favorite also, rapidly becoming a favorite production company. I was kind of curious how you're going to word that yeah, there. Uh, rapidly is not my first choice of words to start a sentence. But Bloomhouse <laughs> is growing and growing. Chef's kiss. And it just... Can we just talk about their opener that they have at their movies now? Like the opening like sequence I, to introduce is, them? Is that Michael Myers? Yeah, it's Michael Myers. That's what I thought. That's Michael yeah. Myers that kicks it off and then yeah. you have... Well, it's... It reminds me of the twins from The Shining, but it's actually it from The Purge. Oh, oh no, yeah, the twins is The Purge. Yeah, no. But do they have a Shining? But reference? I think I don't think they have a. Sh did, maybe they did. No, um, I don't think so. I can't. Did remember. Did they do Doctor Sleep? Oh, they might have done Doctor Sleep. Are you gonna look it up now? Yeah, <laughs> you I'm actually want to look it up. up. <clears throat> this is Tim clicking around, looking up the video. I think I have the volume also turned. Oh, there it is. Is it? In oh, you're looking at the actual uh, Wikipedia. I don't think. No, Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, that's Warner right. Warner Brothers yeah. did Doctor Sleep. So, so yeah. I don't. I think it's meant to make us think of, of those twins because they're so iconic. But then they have the purge masks that flash up on their face. No, yeah, the twins is the purge. Is the yeah. purge? Yeah, it's not yep. the. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we yeah. So Blumhouse, awesome studio. We we are. Mostly a fan of almost everything they do. They have some stinkers. Even once their while. trashy stuff is just—it's—it's yeah. beautifully trashy. It's so good. I, I would dare to say they are at the heads of horror right now, respectfully. Um, yep. it's hard to say. It's hard to think of a lot of other horror movies, which you could, but in my opinion, yeah. Blumhouse is awesome, and, and one of our 
growing favorite directors. He's I'll watch anything hands he down makes. one of my favorite directors <laughs> right now. Yeah, I'll watch anything this man makes. Not James close. Wan and his production company, the Atomic Monster Productions. Oh yeah, I yep. love that. Which is another fantastic like. 50s retro mm-hmm. sci-fi opener great just, opening sequence yes, also also sequence. just great logo altogether. Yes. so those two production companies came together to release megan <sighs> and that is what we're kicking off the average podcast with not referencing my wife yeah which was why we went to see this movie in the first place it was she was <laughs> she was totally on board just because it was the name of it was her name so well i mean you can throw that in there as well but yeah so we went and saw this we saw open yeah opening day um was it yeah i'm pretty sure yeah because thursday i mean i was out on thursday but friday was the opening official day and man going into it i mean i totally forgot all the middle school and high schoolers that go in to see those kind of movies i mean a pg-13 horror movie um it's a rough time in movie theaters (laughs) it's a rough time for movie (laughs) yep especially where we live specifically so yeah, uh, so we went and saw opening uh, night. I, I'd say going into it, uh, expectations were pretty, like, uh, what's the word I want to use? They were um, they were reined in. They were where they should be. Like I would say mine were pretty low. I had yeah. pretty low expectations of this movie. Right. We weren't expecting the next uh, Picasso, or let alone what I keep referring to as the future child's play. Like, we kind of, I kind of kept, I, I was keeping expectations rather low of, like, this is James Wan. I mean, after Malignant, uh, I was like, yeah, that was a pretty awesome movie. Which is a whole other movie we can get into because... We'll parallel eventually, honestly, with all the Halloween movies we like watching. It was terrible, (laughs) and it was brilliant at the same time. You thought it was terrible? Okay, we shouldn't get on... This is a rapid trail. (laughs) See, this is what's going to (laughs) happen. I'm going to have to do so much editing with this. Uh, But yeah, so expectations were, I'd say, well-earned and respected going into this movie from what the trailers were giving us. Um... But it looked like fun. It just looked like a really fun movie, and we were really excited to go see it. I'd say, right? I uh, I was pretty excited. Yeah, I pull that in a little bit. Just at this point, at this point, I'm more excited to see any any horror movie than I am to see any superhero movie. I have <sighs> unfortunately, I never thought it would happen, but I'm experiencing superhero fatigue, and I want welcome to the club. I want more horror movies. Yeah. Man, we could go so many rabbit trails that can even, easily go on. Yeah, <laughs> even derivative horror movies still are entertaining. Right. Yeah. Derivative superhero movies are a slog. Yeah. Uh, so so much so much shade. I love it. Let's dive in a little bit about Megan. Just some background about Megan, directed by Gerard Johnstone. Uh, screen by, screenplay by Akella Cooper. But we already talked about produced by Jason Bloom from Bloomhouse and James Wan. Uh, the fascinating thing to me was that it blew the box office up when it, it came out. It like, beat, second um, only to Avatar 2, which I don't know who's seen I that I thought movie. it overtook Avatar 2 opening weekend. Did it? I thought so, because it came af- after Avatar, right? Yeah, it came out after yeah. Avatar 2. It was I the one it was... that finally topped Avatar. Okay, I thought theaters. it was second, but I, <clears throat> yeah. I don't I'm sure it's second now in the big picture, yeah. obviously, but yeah. But on a budget of $12 million, it has already made in two weeks of being released $90.7 million. So it's profitable sequels already in development, which I'm honestly excited about. I, I think, yeah. I agree. I'm I'm super excited for some sequels. There, you could do some fun stuff with this universe. There's a lot that you could expand this yeah. with. 
So the way we're going to structure this, we're going to break down our scorecards yes. and reveal a little bit more about the movie while discussing our score and why we scored it that way. So we gave you some background. Hopefully all in a reasonable time. Also. On Megan, yes. <laughs> <laughs> gave you some background on Megan. We don't want to make this too long. Yeah. You guys care about the scores more than you do about the actual background. Although yes. it's fun. So to <clears throat> start it off, maybe I'll just give you my overall yeah, average score? for this movie. Uh, overall average for this movie was a 34 out of 50. Yep. Which a 34 out of 50, according to our score breakdown, means that I found the movie good. Yep. Sounds right. Yep. And then Bryce, what was your average? So score? mine was a 41, which on the scorecard, I believe, is just above good. It's, it's amazing. It's according. amazing. Is it really amazing? 41 huh. is the bottom realm of amazing. See, even I forget the scorecard uh -huh. sometimes. Because <laughs> I would say it's above good, but amazing was like more 45, but I could yeah. be wrong. Anyway. So <clears throat> to break that down for you a little bit, our score breakdown 0 to 10 would be unwatchable. And generally movies that are so bad they're good do not fall in this range because part of our scoring category is an entertainment value yeah. how well did it entertain you right and so bad it's good can get a high entertainment score that will take it up in the 20s or maybe 30s on the score right exactly so zero to ten unwatchable just means it's for instance i think we scored cats at a 10 <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. That. You, honest, must, honestly, you must have watched a different movie. It for was me. unwatchable. Um, eleven to twenty would be terrible. Yep. Twenty-one to twenty-five is bad. Twenty-six to thirty is okay. Thirty-one to thirty-five is good. Thirty-six to forty is great. Thirty or forty-one to forty-eight is amazing. Forty-nine slash fifty is a masterpiece. Very few movies should truly get a perfect fifty. Yeah, and also I should throw in just as a disclaimer that our scores over time could absolutely change on these movies. Like a good example, I would say is um, Inside by Bo Burnham on Netflix. We most of us gave that a perfect score, and yeah. that was kind of coming right off the coattails of uh, the COVID years. And I would say, I, respectfully, like it's still an amazing achievement in movie making. But I think it'd be fair to say, like over time, that movie will kind of lose a lot of what made it what it was during yeah. this time. And so, like just for like just for context, like just because we give a movie a score now, obviously, it could change over time. And like just take that into consideration when listening, because we're probably going to do a lot of these right after we see a movie. And so, well, um, and part yeah. of my idea behind the scoring was that you would score it immediately after your first view. Yeah, exactly. so it wasn't a time to like let it sit and let it yeah. stew a while it mm -hmm. was you watch this what was your initial reaction don't dissect it too much was it what stood out Did, do you still hate the green knight i i didn't hate the green knight i just well okay kind for of... example one that <laughs> one that totally <laughs> threw me like he's talking about scores changing over time a couple of years ago for our uh, 13 nights of halloween we watched insidious again oh baby and I remember loving Insidious passionately. And then when we watched it again for our 13 Nights of Halloween series, I hated it. I scored it very poorly. It was not... I'm trying to find... I'm still hard. This is such a rabbit trail. <laughs> we're going to have to work yeah, on Yeah, we're going down. Yeah, but anyway, trail. that's just the disclaimer. Like, he did score it very low. I was disappointed in him. But even I can admit it has flaws in it. So, anyway... 
this is all just to say we love Blumhouse, we love James Wan, and we love I scored Atomic it a 25 monster. out of 50. Oh my gosh, that was way worse than I thought it yes. was. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that I, was way worse. That was I awful did. of you. How dare I, you? I scored the Insidious uh. movie as 25 out of 50. I said it was bad. But without, it was in, bad. But without Insidious, we would not have... We probably wouldn't have Megan. Let's just be honest. Because James Wan started with Insidious as like in horror, right? That was his first horror movie. No. Saw. Oh, I guess Saw. Yes, Saw technically. But like, well, technically James that Wan was kind of heading his... like the horror genre like he does now. Yeah, that was Conjuring came first. after Insidious. It was... Um, I guess mainstream. Let's say mainstream outside of Saw. Because even Saw wasn't he had at the time. Dead Silence. Oh, he did do that one He too. did Dead Silence, then he did I'm Saw. I'm a fool. Then Insidious. So, see, you guys are listening to two, to a guy who doesn't even like know his movie <laughs> history that great. Yeah. Anyway, but I I felt like Insidious was like this awkward like pubescent teenager stage before he hit Conjuring. So like we'll get to that he one went from Saw to Insidious to right. The Conjuring, and it, Saw's great for what it is oh it's beautiful it is still to this day a great thrilling movie a great thrilling lincoln park music video basically yeah <laughs> and then insidious wanted to be like it had conjuring vibes while still trying to be a lincoln park music video yes. featuring darth maul and i'm here for it and i was not here for it. anyway let's get anyway, off this rabbit trail before back- we get to yeah, back to Megan. So back to Megan. Anyway, let's start with the uh, let's start with the first thing that we you gave judged. Your score. The story. Yeah, I did get my score. So thirty four and then forty one for me. So uh, let's start with the story and the plot. Uh, we'll kind of walk through these. We'll try to keep. I, we'll just kind of talk and hopefully keep it shorter. But the first thing that we'll judge is the story and the plot. So this is just the general story of the movie that can take anything from just the cause and act cause and effect of the movie to even letting some of the writing kind of sink in, even though there is a, still a script category, but I think you can kind of dis- distinguish both of them into your own opinion. So I gave mine a five out of five. Okay. Which you gave yours. I gave mine, I actually gave mine a four. Okay. And the good. only reason I took one off is because the killer doll. That's fair. Is, <laughs> has been done. There's like 14 Chucky movies. So <laughs> yeah. plus two so seasons, glorious. plus two seasons of a TV show. Oh, I still need to watch it. Yeah. Anyway. So I had to take off one for originality because the killer doll is nothing new. It, yeah, it goes back fair. to Twilight Zone. Killer doll has been around for a while. Okay. However, this story did execute quite a few things very nicely. Yeah. And almost put it where, let me do, let's do a plot breakdown for you. And then we can dive yeah, into ahead, more. What go we ahead and like break about down just an easy plot, plot breakdown real quick. Okay, so <laughs> opening scene, we start in the mountains of Oregon. There's a young girl named Katie and her parents driving in a car. We get some nice um, background information on the toy company at this moment. Op- so yeah, it's it opens, the opening of the movie. It opens Super with funny. some pretty hilarious animatronic doll videos. Right. Yep. They're very tongue in cheek. It knows what it's doing and immediately took me by surprise. Because it was actually funny. It was it, hilarious. It was very I was funny. laughing out loud in the theater. Yeah. And <laughs> Everyone else was too. But yeah. Yep. And it was great. So then you go to this, this car where Katie is sitting in the backseat with this animatronic doll. You find out that her aunt was part of the toy company that yeah. developed the doll. She got it for free. Her parents are fighting in this annoyingly grating awful so dialogue yeah like basically picture your parents now like the boomers boomer parents nowadays 
talking about because she's using an iPad to play with the doll, yeah. and it's really weird because you think you'd be playing with a doll, but it, I know it's part of the movie. So anyway, she is playing with it, and her parents are basically fighting over like screen time, like which I, it sounds corny and it is kind of corny on first appearance, but it, we'll get into it later with why I scored mine a five out of five for that point. But basically, they're fighting over it. They're distracted. They stop in the middle of the road, which I this execution I thought was actually pretty well done. They stop in the middle. It's a huge snowstorm because he almost swerves off a couple times, not to his doing, but just because the weather conditions are super bad. And then they stop there. They're talking about just kind of waiting. And then uh, they die from a snow uh, snow plow, a basically, snow plow, hitting them, yeah. which I thought the execution of that was actually kind of good. So my problem um, with that right away great. was... <laughs> Who the hell stops her car in the center of the yes. road, even in a snowstorm? You pull over to the side. Tim, the expectations were low going into this movie. <laughs> I'm going to eat it up. That Just was, let me eat it up. I, Outside of the commercials for the animatronic doll, the opening of this movie right. was pretty cringy. Yeah. It was pretty cringy. So not to drag this out any in the story plot any longer. Um, so basically, the... Uh, so basically... That happens. Her parents die, and she's left to the care of her aunt. And then the the rest of that is basically yes. she brings in a doll from her company that is a brand new technology AI that they use to like take care of the to take care of her basically, and it turns into a raging psychopath. So here, I'll read the plot breakdown again. I want I want to go some more detail. No, it's okay. Press twenty minutes. That's why I was. <laughs> well, we like, got a lot. We're to, really dragging this. We up. got a lot to trim still. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Katie is the sole survivor of that car accident. Both parents die. She's now an orphan and sent to live with her aunt, Gemma, who's a roboticist at the high-tech Seattle toy company, Funky, which is what we watched the, the couple trailers for at the beginning. Right. Uh, she's working on this doll, Megan, without permission of the toy company. She's kind of doing that under the table. Uh, Gemma and Katie struggle with their new living conditions. Gemma's workaholic nature and parental skills are lacking to the point that she resolves completing megan to assist her after successful completion katie is formally paired with megan before david the she was like oh so she's like way too much details <laughs> i love the detail i know i love the plot but see the people are just listening to hear our opinions they don't need they all don't of that. know us yeah i know it's okay anyway uh, so, so Katie, I think that I do think this is pretty, pretty uh, pertinent to how this movie plays out. Katie is paired with Megan, and she's paired with Megan yeah. in front of the, uh, the company board, owner, the board. The board. Yeah. She's paired with them, <clears throat> and so what this means is that Katie develops an emotional attachment to Megan. Megan basically becomes the caretaker. Yeah, for Katie, basically, so that Gemma can keep working on what she needs to work on. She's not really; she never signed up to be a parent. It kind of fell in her lap. Basically, Megan is supposed to turn into a babysitter almost for uh, babysitter is a harsh way, but it kind of goes into the plot later on. But it's basically going to be a babysitter for your kid because they start learning the patterns of your kid and what makes them happy and what keeps them safe, etc. And because you know, it's just a, it's a continuously growing AI unit that continues to. I mean, in a way, Learning it's a parasite that attaches to your kid and just continues to grow the more that they're around the kid. Yep. So. And the <clears throat> where this is, like, really differentiated from Chucky, to me, Chucky's voodoo-based. Yeah, which this, is still cool. This one was AI-based. and it's cooler. <laughs> which I think is terrifying. Oh, it is. The idea of AI and what it could potentially do is terrifying because when you remove 
human emotions, particularly empathy and sympathy and things like that, yep. AI is terrifying. Stuff is the fan. Yes. So there's a scene where uh, Gemma tells Megan that she is to protect Katie both emotionally and physically. No yeah, harm. Which is a huge, huge piece of like the big yeah. puzzle. No harm is to come to Katie physically or emotionally. And so that kind of like sets Megan on her path for the rest right. of the movie. Because again, Megan's an AI. She doesn't know any better necessarily. Um, but in this kind of, you know, I'll just kind of throw my two cents because I gave it a five out of five. I think this is why I gave it a five out of five. I'm not saying it's perfect because you're right. I think that you can definitely dock it for saying that, oh, well, this isn't an original idea. Like Chucky is a perfect example. And then, but the reason I gave it that five out of five was because, yeah, Chucky's the only one I can think of like that was that actually kind of became mainstream for like feel like starting that entire plot like oh child child's doll goes crazy on a crazy killing spree the reason I think this one takes even a step further and kind of breaks it like yeah it's fits that but it makes it makes it its own at the end of the day like it's an it's a brand new concept it's not voodoo magic it's AI mm -hmm. um and for the for the sake of the story and just pieces being connected it all fits together almost perfectly for for a story in my almost opinion. too nicely almost too nicely almost too nicely but that's my point is like the story is so well done and kind of what we were hinting at like there's a bigger like you know bigger story and message behind this entire thing it kind of goes into you know what we said at the beginning like parents fighting about screen time with their kid it takes it even a step further and i love this where it kind of goes on a deeper level of like why are we allowing these uh, you know, like iPads and iPhones and stuff to babysit our kids, yeah. to entertain them while we do our own thing and whatnot. And I don't think I've watched a movie recently that I can think of. I mean, there's been stuff like Inside, which has kind of gone yeah. into this, but to, this movie asked that question in such a poignant way that it, it handled it just so gracefully. Like, the interactions with between Megan and Katie and Megan and, what's her name, Jenna? Gen Gemma. Gemma. Uh, like just the interactions between all of them, like it feels like that would happen in the real world if that was to like be a real thing that happens. And I think that's, I think I just really appreciated him not just asking that question, but executing it and walking about it in such a graceful manner that it didn't compromise the movie. It didn't take the movie too far in the cheesy direction, but it also didn't take itself so serious that the cheese fell out of place. It felt like a well constructed and balanced movie because you can say the critic, well, another criticism is that. The tones of the movie are all over the place. The tones that I took that into account with my directing score. So okay. we'll so talk see, about that when we you get can there. see yeah. and you can play it. But that's why I gave it a five out of five because it took the concept of the child killer doll, but it I think it elevated it and pushed it into a new direction we haven't seen yet, and it did it so well and so gracefully that I was like, I can say yeah, this is a very like story wise, this follows the to a T every part of a story that you need, and it does so without contradicting. I think in itself. But it doesn't take away from the cheese of the that the movie still it's, it's a really fun B movie. Like yeah. it, it it's a exactly where it movie. needs to be. And I and I'll give it a five out of five for that. Yeah, it's a tremendously fun B movie. Right. I, and the thing is, I don't disagree with what Bryce has said about that at all. But that's why I gave it a four and not a three. Right. To me, the the fives scoring something a five on story is like we're talking Gone with the Wind, Lord of the Rings. That's five. Going into the horror world, probably like The Conjuring and Exorcist and things like that. That's a five to me. 
So see, that's I, a five. That's piece. What, so, what I love about this. System. So that's that's where it accounts for different right, different uh, scores in our spots. Yeah. So moving into yeah. kind of talked about a little bit into our character score. <laughs> I scored it a four out of five again. Whereas I scored it a three out of five. See, and I think where the difference is here is I'm counting a lot of that story. Mm-hmm. That character growth is part of my score for four. Yeah, that's Because fair. we see Gemma inherit this child. That's not the right word. Um, I mean, inherit. It's she, a fair she inherits. Word. Yeah, she inherits, inherits the kid. Yeah, so she inherits like a piece kid. of property. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> she inherits this kid, and she <clears throat> doesn't really know what to do. She doesn't really want the kid, and so she creates this AI doll to parent Katie, and then she rapidly, well, I went over an hour or so in the movie. I say, it's very realizes that what Katie needs is Gemma. As she is, she needs the interaction of a mother-like figure, a friend, not this protective, all-knowing Wikipedia robot. Right. And the realization that Gemma goes through, I did not think it was perfect. That's why it's not a five. Yeah, not perfect. But I did appreciate, and James Wan uh, said this about the movie, but I did appreciate the growth that Gemma experiences through the film right katie yeah. doesn't really experience she experiences a little bit <laughs> it's cheesy yeah, it's something <laughs> megan's megan's growth throughout the film is part of what keeps you intrigued yeah. as you watch her take on a darker tone right. but james wan said about the movie <clears throat> that pretty much the concept is about embracing technology too much and relying too much on it and what happens yep. when technology runs amok it's a commentary on the world we live in, and it feels relevant. That was Absolutely. a quote from him. And I think they did a good job of portraying, portraying that through the character of Gemma. So right. that's why I gave it a four. They did a nice job of showing that technology, those iPads, that screen time, that was part of Bryce's story score, right. will never replace a parent. Yep. Yeah. I Yeah, I totally understand that and slightly disagree with it. And... For reasons, and, I, and it's funny because, again, these scores, you can interpret them in many different ways. And so when I look at character, um, and, you know, I'm not going to go in and go in on these characters. Like, three isn't bad. Three is, like, passable. Three I, is the, Ooh. when you're scoring your own card, zero is an acceptable score, which makes zero to two the bottom like yeah. bad like category. that's actually bad like yeah three is always that easy three like if the i don't know good. what to think about it's like just put a three you're fine yeah so why i three put is a, the bottom good category. Right. so the reason i put a three is because just being blunt about it you go to this movie to see megan you do not go to this movie to see anyone else you're going to see megan i mean it's sure her name is in the title so i take that into consideration um and even going even as we were like setting up to do this like I had I I told like you said to look at like Wikipedia stuff so we can have some like background information. And I was like, what are these characters' names again? I don't remember any of them. Like, and so I was like, oh yeah, Gemma was the mom. I can't remember character names from anything. Okay, but like, it, but even for a movie <laughs> like this, like usually you can remember names after like even the most of the main characters. Like, I couldn't remember the daughter's name. I couldn't remember the aunt's yeah. name. Um, I say aunt, but like you know, mom. I guess if you want to say like, and you get you go past those three, Megan. Katie and Gemma, I can't even remember there. If you get past, once you get past those three characters, I'm just, I'm gone. I don't remember any of the characters' names. 
I don't remember the names, but I remember that one mom at that camp thing. Oh, the mom. Oh, yeah. she was she was great. so funny. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, the, the oh yeah, I remember her. She was that funny was hilarious. too. So the way I interpret it is, and these characters serve their role. Like that's what they did, and I agree with you. Like I thought her character, um, Gemma's character arc, was well executed. I think my biggest thing is I also take into consideration the actual acting from the actor themselves and not well, just the writing of the character. That's under the acting category, Bryce. I know. It and should we'll not get have there, to do with the character. But it's still, <laughs> like, it still plays a part of it. And so I take it into consideration, which is why I gave it a three. Because it's like, eh. I mean, the characters themselves are pretty eh, basic. Like, there's nothing special. And therefore, like, you served your role. You serve the role to push the plot forward and play exactly what your character needs to play, which I'll give credit. Like, yeah, Gemma's character arc is well done. Her character still at the end of the day is kind of white bread. Like, and so therefore it's like you serve your purpose. I appreciate the role you played and how you played out in this story. You get a three from me. See, Congratulations. The reason you scored character a three is the reason I scored script a three. Ah, because I, think I gave it a three too, though. Because we'll get I there. We'll get there. I Ugh. I score character based on the character arc that they experience not necessarily, which is a part of it as well not necessarily how it was written or acted because i put those under different spots right. in my score but i did appreciate like i talked about i appreciated the character arc Gemma went through right exactly. whether she was pretty white bread but the arc is worth paying attention to. yeah and i and i agree i so yeah overall it is three Gemma's arc definitely does pay dividends at the end but i think the cast of characters as a whole when i'm looking at character i see the characters as a whole Gemma does not carry that enough for me to grant it to give it the four that you felt it deserved yeah. so it makes sense like you all know. right so i feel good about that yep yeah so if we want to get into something really forgettable about this movie the music oh okay yeah i, I don't even yeah. remember the music period i so we should we can just say three right three and I, we're done. I gave it a three because yeah. it was not bad music it was not grading it, it was, was more not... of the it was the musical sections that i get like it could have been a two but like the musical sections makes me like that's ah, a three it's funny yeah it's, there there was some yeah. good you'll know when you see it there's like... <laughs> there's some like it's not straight up musical no but there's moments where like megan sings a song and it's so funny oh and gosh. it's like i swear it's meant to make you laugh yeah because it is. it's it's so it's a disney moment and it's so, just so and it good. just shows like how she cannot relate emotion to humans and yep. she tries to connect with music that exactly. doesn't always fit right like when she started singing firework by katie perry oh my gosh i i lost it was it, hollering it was, it was so, so funny i loved it but like it's sad that that is the most memorable part of the music yeah. from the movie. The music is what it is. So I think we who can... did the music? I don't know who did. Anthony Willis did the music for this movie, which um, I can't even click on his name on on a Wikipedia. So there must not be a whole lot. Anthony, about on behalf of the average, congratulations! You made music that served a purpose. It's just forgettable. So, in other words, congratulations. You're right there with anyone else probably who can do music in Hollywood. 97% of composers. Yeah. So, anyway, we're good with that. Let's move on. Next up is editing and effects. I gave this one a three. I think you scored higher on this one. Yeah, I gave it a five. So, I and I'm, I'm probably being very gracious with it because... Uh, so, I'll, I'll just get into mine because I already started that. So, I give it a five out of five. I'm probably being very gracious. It's, a, it's probably, looking back, it's probably more of like a upper like half of fours for me so and the reason i gave it a five originally when i first came out of it because again we rate right when we're done with the movie just how we're feeling at the moment about it 
I think I gave it a five out of five because it's very clear that they use animatronic animatronics. That's not even the right word, I think, but I guess so. They use uh, um uh, they use like robotics for me to do Megan, but they clearly also used a stunt double, like a real girl, to like for other parts of the movie, which is the same thing they did in the Child's Play movies mm -hmm. um at times. And so, but the reason I think I gave it a five at the moment was because when I was watching the movie. Like, it was noticeable, but it wasn't so noticeable that it didn't take me out of the movie. Like, the movements that she did when it was necessary with the child actor compared to the robotics, I felt were pretty well done, like, for what it could have been. Yeah. And so I think that I think I was just being super gracious because I, I didn't even think about it until I started thinking about when we went to editing and effects. And outside of that, like, every other effect in the movie I thought was pretty well done. Um, nothing. So looking back, it probably could have been a four for me. And... There were a yeah, couple moments throughout the movie that, yeah, they did use the child stunt double, and there were a couple times that I was like, that robot does not have those calf muscles. Like, <laughs> you're just... Yeah, you're just going full human anatomy. Uh, yeah, I was one. like, that... But that aside, there were a couple times that I thought the CGI... It looked like some of her facial expressions were CGI versus animatronic. Mm, okay. And there were times that it was clearly animatronic. Right. And I yeah. thought it made those CGI moments stand out. I don't think I noticed those then. Yeah. They, <clears throat> I thought they were a little bit, um, it was the earlier ones. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It that was one makes er sense. Yeah. It was like earlier. Like at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That and makes they, sense. they okay. didn't feel right. There was something off about them. Okay. I think where this movie could improve its score is in the unrated cut that is coming out. Is the, that confirmed? You keep talking about that. Is that I, I sent it to you. It's confirmed. They're okay. going to release. I must have forgotten about it Because <laughs> this movie sets up some brutal kills that uh, we don't see. Like the neighbor? Yes. Uh -huh. I, so, I don't want to see that one. That one made me, like, I was cringing. That was like It was pretty, for a PG-13 movie, I was like, that was dark. oh no. Yeah, so anyway. But that is an opportunity because the scene where she rips the boy's ear off. Oh yeah, that was that was ugh. painful to look at, but they used practical effects. Yeah, and they did. I will always score a practical effect higher than a CGI effect. And this movie just like teased the practical effects, mm. but I didn't see enough of it to score it higher. Where I think if they went full practical effects with our kills, and we get to see that in a later right, yeah. cut. It could definitely improve its score. It yeah, could definitely sure. improve its score for me. Okay, cool. So, I think we feel, yeah. We yep. feel about the same there on that one. So next up is script. So, so the script is great. where I felt, I felt about the script like you felt about the characters. The characters are pretty white bread and forgettable. <laughs> so I gave it a three okay, on I gave it a three, okay, gave it a three too. It's, so we line up on this one. They are not annoying characters. I don't hate the characters well, three doesn't make them annoying but oh, i would no i'm saying like i would give a two if i hated the characters oh yeah two is like, like i can't these characters are getting on my nerves yes like, one these is characters did not get on my nerves no nope, they were likable they were likable yeah. i ended up liking Gemma by the end of it but even um the ceo was annoying the CEO he was, was annoying. so annoying i did not my like wife him. was like he can't act and i was like no, no i think he, he is acting like that <laughs> yeah yeah i I, kn I don't know if it's wrong but like i always laughed at his like um his lisp or whatever or his he accent was, he just gave me like it was frat so boy vibes funny like frat boy yep. inherited this million dollar <clears throat> company and has no idea what he's doing yeah um there were some interesting characters but none of them felt fully fleshed out 
and well outside of Gemma with the script the script itself was pretty it was safe there was yeah. no which expectation wise going into this like they were set to be that way like yeah we understood that this is probably not gonna be a super deep movie when it comes to the characters and their scripts yeah it was a pretty within the bounds of a pg-13 horror movie yep. the characters were nothing super remarkable yep exactly the my biggest gripe is probably the character of katie herself I, see i thought we were gonna get into katie because i also just there was like okay for her character and who she played, there was like two... Well, will this lead us straight into the acting category? Let's just kind of... We'll kind of like... So what you give the acting? We can kind of combine I gave two. the acting a three. Uh, because, I a three. because I thought Gemma was quite yeah, good. Yeah, me too. Gemma delivered some pretty terrible lines, believably. Gemma was... Okay. I mean, she's the, she's the star outside of Megan in, yeah. the, in the movie. Like, her and Megan carry that movie as, like, actors and characters and with robots. their scripts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, so, yeah, I agree. I think... But the character uh, of Katie is just I wanted of, Megan to rip her head off at points. A little bit. She was annoying. As an actor, she had, like, two moments where, like, I was like, yeah, that was actually kind of good. Like, her moments where she kind of had rage moments, like, from Megan getting taken away from her, I was like, yeah, okay, those are actually some, like, good parts. And I get it. Like, it's a child actor, so you can't, like, there's... I don't... I don't... I give benefit of the doubt to child actors. Like, there's very few child actors who actually like knock their role out of the park and like just take it home and run with it like i was i'm not gonna i'm not gonna need to crucify katie for the actress the and what she did actress. like there's a script there and played it, by violet mcgraw yeah like she didn't do bad she played her role the best she could and i guess she's a kid she she can grow into it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna crucify. like i just didn't care for her character as a whole See, the movie. i struggled with that because violet mcgraw played um young nell in the haunting of hill house oh, i still haven't seen that so you would know more and the haunting <laughs> of hill house is peak television i don't know that there's ever been a better series and she was breaking bad i another argument for another time don't the haunting of Bly manor cannot be held against the haunting of hill house <laughs> which is perfection uh breaking bad is great it's okay another you, discussion uh, yeah, i can't yeah, this is right keep going but, with your point anyway the character <laughs> The actress Violet McGraw is in Haunting of the Hill House, okay. and she was quite good in that. Right. And it makes me wonder if the reason she was so grating in this movie goes to script. Yeah, that's fair to say. And direction. It is uh, quite okay. possible to me that the director either doesn't necessarily know how to pull Isn't kids' emotions. Direction is our next one anyway, so we can kind of tie yeah. that in, I guess, also. Yeah, I mean, most the only reason we're doing that is just because most of our scores are average, like three. Ad, so it's yeah. like there isn't much to talk about with this. So we're just gonna tie it in because, like, even with direction, did you? What'd you give it a three? I gave it a three. I gave it a. I think okay. I gave it a five. And again, this comes to how you look <laughs> where, at it. Where did so, you see a five? In okay. This movie? So when I hear when I look at direction and I'm rating a movie, I just look at from point A to point B. When you have your mid, your beginning, your middle, and your end, the the cause and effect of a movie when it's executed at the end of the day how do i look at it now the way i look at it while i agree the script characters flawed and there's only two that are like interesting at best in this movie i don't think that the rest of the characters take away from the final execution because of the because of the fact that we say they're average and they serve their at least that's why i say they, they're yeah. average and they serve their purpose so therefore i'm not docking the characters I'm not going to dock the direction because of the characters because it'd be more 
if it was a two or one, I'd be docking direction then because that'd be a big picture. Direction for me is big picture when it comes to the movie's execution as a whole with everything going together, which, which is why direction and the effect are the last two on the list. Yeah. I would, it makes sense because that's the big picture of the entire movie. So the characters don't take away from me, but kind of like when I go back to the story and the, um, I even forgot the story and plot and all that. Yeah. Like I scored that high because I thought the execution, all of it made sense. It didn't take away from the movie. It didn't take me out of the movie. As far as I'm aware, with just off the top of my head, there's no contradictions in the movie that really say, oh, well, why did this happen or et cetera. Like, I didn't question it so much when on my first viewing that like when I look at direction, I'm like, the movie felt flawless. Like you maybe could take off 15 minutes, I guess. Like it's only a two hour movie though. And so that's when I look at it, it's like, this was an hour, 45 minutes, like credits probably added an extra 10 minutes onto it. If anything, I look at that and I'm like direction wise, this was a pretty seamless movie. Like it made sense. And I wasn't left like wanting to leave. I wasn't checking my watch. Like that's why I gave it a five out of five. Oh, anyway, okay. I, that's <clears throat> fair enough. I gave it a three. Yes, you did. <laughs> because there were a couple moments where I thought the director hinted that he was more talented than the rest of the movie showed. And okay. that was that's fair. There's a couple he scenes is, probably. where Megan goes full creepy robot. Oh, the ending with the hallway scene. Yes. So good. There are those moments that yep. I'm like, man, this is good. And the direction on it is good. And there's this scene in the woods where she's like walking on all fours and then she does like this backflip or whatever. Oh, when she like stand. when she does an exorcist move and like yeah. brings herself. That was pretty But chilling. like the camera rotates with her yes. and goes from like watching her upside down and then comes up to like a bird's eye perspective and yep. basically flips with her. And those couple moments when she was full creepy robot. I was all in. The director yeah. was shining. I was like, this great is moments. great. The atmosphere was fantastic. But then we almost took like hard left turn workplace comedy. Okay. And understandable. It was so that goes back to the tones, like yes. we were talking about earlier. Like so the tones you, are all over the place. The tones are all over the place. Yep, that's and fair. I do blame that on the director. But oh, totally. at the yeah. same at the same time, I it would have felt weird to have a constantly dark atmosphere for right. the workplace situations. So he did a nice job of juggling it, but he still could have elevated the approach to the workplace stuff. Yeah. Okay. So the, the workplace stuff, it's pretty Money. cut. It's pretty cut yeah, and dry. dry. Like there's nothing fantastic in the yeah. direction there. There's it's basic shots. There's no yeah. cool camera work, nothing like that. But it serves its purpose, and that's why I give it a. Okay. Th uh, that's why I give it a three. It's pretty well within normal movie. Yeah, but there fair. are moments that honestly I probably could have bumped it up to a four, but those creepy robot moments weren't enough for me to really push it. Yeah, that makes sense. So I that so next up would be our if factor. Um, and when we're as we're talking big picture here, uh, what did you give it? Again, I gave it three. it factor because killer robot has been done before okay so, so the a it, three right yeah okay so yeah, the it sure. factor the <clears throat> it factor is really what is the cultural impact or box like longevity office. of the yeah. movie like box office plays a part also box office plays a part and in hindsight you can probably bump mine up to a four because it has proven to be pretty successful yeah. and having and have it, a pretty significant yeah, impact because score, our office. scores will change probably over time yeah. and how we view these movies but the I had to give it a three again because of the Chucky thing. It's once you do a killer 
doll movie that's that stands on its own and is like in his mainstream like yeah anything after that is obviously gonna draw i guess i don't want to say criticism but it's gonna draw comparisons comparisons yeah. yeah like the killer doll has been done before so therefore the it factor cannot be a five right that's yeah. so i gave mine a four so i'm, I'm kind of where you think you're yeah. you should be and so i gave it a four because kind of what you said like it probably could have a five if chucky was never made if child's play was never made it'd probably be a yes. five um why well, child's play but also you can go into irobot with this it's oh that, yeah that's another one i guess iRobot's sentient a good, ai such a good stuff movie. like we yeah. have to do that one eventually this too. stuff has been done before right. the combination of the two might be a little bit new yeah but so other than that yeah I, I give it a strong four i think it's a very solid four and i think that's where it stays for me uh moving forward um i i, I figured the movie would be successful it's a pg-13 horror movie you know everyone's gonna eat that stuff up um, especially when it's from James Bond. Give me that cut. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. Uh, so I gave. I knew that it was gonna probably succeed and bring back numbers enough to maybe warrant a sequel. Um, but again, I it does. It obviously is a child's play. I don't want to say rip off, but it is like comparable to child's play. Yeah. However, I kind of go back to what I said in the story. The angle it takes when it comes to. I still think it's better. Oh yeah, no, I think I, it's better. I still think it's better. But... Child's Play is a cult classic. That's and that is respectfully what it is. Yes. Like, but again, it takes it takes the story and the idea of a killer toy doll to the next level. And and again, the message behind the movie and how they balance that and like work that into the story so graciously is why it's like Child's Play never did that. The only yeah. other movie that did do that was iRobot, and I watched that like recently, and it's still hands. iRobot still did it. Like I would say, iRobot is the reason I gave it a four because iRobot did it super well. It just wasn't a horror movie. Yeah, and so that's why I think Megan is iRobot. Child's Play makes a baby. It's the better version of Chucky, as in as in movie production and storytelling. Yeah. Um, well, and it finally does away with that like everybody's biggest criticism of Chucky is like, why don't you just kick that doll across the room? Literally. Like, it's like, no, this is a AI robot. And if you watch the movie, you'll watch her just kick some butt. Like she's strong. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It, so that's that why it takes care of that. Yeah. Issue. <laughs> that's why, that's why it was a four for me. Cause I still think this movie, like it builds on what came before it. And it, and it asks those really deep questions and very well, it, sorry. It asks those questions in a very endearing way that applies to the story. And again, to to kind of go back to your point, it gives Gemma a true like character's arc. And I think you leave the I'd say you leave the movie theater pretty in, with satisfied. an introspective view on yeah. this on the topic as a whole when it comes to screen time and like letting these uh, iPads and stuff take care of our kids for Be us. The parent, which is yep. I think it's a discussion even happening now in the culture as a whole as we get further down the rabbit hole of. Oh, let's see how the internet affects these kids in the future and whatnot. So and the I think studies show it's not great. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's why I gave it a four. I think it handles so it let's very make a well. Podcast on the internet. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Already playing our next one. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I gave it a four. Anyway, after that, finally comes our entertainment value. This is just the entire movie as a whole. Nothing super deep to go through. But what'd you give yours? So overall, entertainment value with i scored the movie mostly a pretty safe three yeah, safe average but i scored the entertainment value as an eight because it was an entertaining movie it oh, yeah. was a fun Super. like we've already said before it's a fun b movie it's not an a quality horror movie yeah. by any means but it is a satisfying b movie watch yep yeah not since orphan have i like had this much fun with a horror movie that i can think of off the top of my head 
I always compare the I always compare B movies to Orphan because Orphan for me has always been the pinnacle of B movie. Okay, and it's just awesome to watch. I'm I'm sure if we I'm sure if I sat down and actually thought through, I could come up with other movies. But like for me, Orphan's the first one when it, when it, when you say great B movie horror horror B movie, Orphan comes ahead. So I gave it a ten out of ten because I just genuinely had so much fun. Yep. Like I I get it the the sh- the shifts of the tones like are all over the place, but that's why I had so much fun. It's like. It's a comedy at one second, and then there's a horror movie at the other, and then it's just basic like dialogue between characters about some deeper stuff there. Like, see, I took mine down two two points because it took a long time for this movie to get going. I'm trying to think. Sorry, this the silence is me thinking for a second. Um, yeah, it, I think that's fair it, it to say. It did take it a little while to get going. Yeah, and the build up to the, it. <clears throat> uh, Katie's acting graded on me. Yeah, in a way fair. that didn't help the story, but it also didn't ruin the story. The rest right. of the movie I found thoroughly enjoyable, and that's why I gave it an eight. Yeah, yep. and I think over time my entertainment will probably go down to more of a nine or an eight too. Just with yeah, because this movie rewatchability wise, I'd say this is going to be a great Halloween movie to sit with friends and hang out and watch. Yeah. Like it's not going to be the soup. Yeah, it's not mixed crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be anything that like The Conjuring or The Exorcist or Halloween. Like. It's going to be what it is, a super fun party movie that this will be a, a fun movie to watch in the it future. It shouldn't give anybody nightmares, maybe little kids. I don't know what you're talking like, about, man. Like is. AI dolls, like <laughs> they're literally around us now. Like yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. So anyway, that so that's right. And that and so overall yours was 31. My overall sorry, 34. score is 34, which places yeah. it as a good movie. Yep. And, and I, I stand by it. It's a good movie. Yeah. And mine's 41 and while I wouldn't say it's amazing as the as our script our um what is it our original like scores would say yeah I I also agree it's a good like we're gonna have to like come up actually with like some like uh ways to describe it because I would say this is a great movie that you can watch with friends it's a great social setting movie that you can watch like you can watch it on your own and you'll enjoy it but I think this movie will will get the most out of you'll get the most out of this movie with a group setting. On Halloween, especially on Halloween, like I would, I'll tell you, going into Halloween, moving forward, I love watching Halloween movies during the Halloween season. This movie will absolutely be in that rotation. Um, so our our score, so, the average of our three scores between your wife, you, and me, puts it at a thirty eight, which okay. is great. So yeah, that's exactly so, where I would put yep. it. Yeah, I think that's fair. So that's that's the whole purpose. If you watched the movie and you thought it was a twelve, and you just thought it was terrible, and you sent us your yeah. score. We add that in, and that brings the average down. But you might be that one in six people sitting in that crowd who just did not care for that movie. Yeah, just because our well, again, that's the point of like the scores for the average is like the one person who hated the movie compared to the person who likes it. Like there will be a middle ground there. And again, this yeah. is for the average moviegoer because your hard-earned dollars mean a lot to you. We get it. <laughs> we want to. If you're gonna go see a movie in theaters, we're gonna make we're gonna make sure the movie's worth it. Is Megan worth seeing in movie theaters? Do you think? I think so. I think. Okay. I think it's one of those it's a great that date you night. should great yeah, date night movie. Pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely not one you throw on in the background because it would be a very boring and forgettable movie if you're yeah. not watching the subtle ways that they enhance Megan's character. Yeah. And make her start to become more sinister. Otherwise, there's just going to be a like a flip yeah so it kind of goes back to what i said like it's a good social movie yeah. like date night hanging out with your friends on a friday night like this is a movie go out to the theaters and watch it because it's super fun and also 
like you know more people going to the theater after covid and whatnot like helps get more movies like this made like it's like getting the production companies to take more risk with original ideas again not saying mega's original but it's different enough that yeah take a risk on it so yeah social setting i like that that's a good way to put it yep and then i'm still reeling about the orphan being a b movie i'll have to do orphan because i'll have to break that down because i enjoyed that movie I think I just watch way more trashy horror movies. You than do. You. you you watch. Sorry, I'm very picky about what movies I watch at times. I'm getting I, a little better about it though. You still have to put it, put the one up the Netflix movie that I watched because yeah, I hated I that movie and I I wasted a lot of time what watching. What movie was that? Oh, it was the guys who it was the producers who made Stranger Things. Um, I can't remember it, but guess what? That's how good the movie was. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Tim, Tim has some movies that I did for him, and I actually wrote down some uh, bios for it, and I was very proud of it, and he hasn't posted them, and so I'm going to hound him because... Because I got busy over Christmas. <laughs> I'm just really proud the of myself because I hate writing, but when I try, I, I'm okay at it. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find your score of it. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere. So anyway... I see the Northman. That's, I mean, that about wraps it up for Megan. I think it's a good time. You guys should go check it out. Um, it's still in theaters as of this recording, so does it's definitely worth definitely worth taking time to go see yeah and if you don't get to see in the theaters definitely watch it when it comes out on digital and stuff um i'd buy it on i'd buy it on blu-ray some other ones that we should just throw out like go watch because they were really good in 20 like 2022 was a good year for horror movies was it a good year i have to look back smile came oh, out yeah. that was a good one that was a good movie that'd be a fun one to do a check that movie one. out yeah barbarian oh barbarian is one of my favorite horror movies probably yeah. since the first the only reason we're throwing these out is because we're probably not going to get to a podcast movie yeah. with all the newer movies but barbarian was barbarians definitely iconic time. yeah that yeah. was one of the ones that we as a whole uh, we don't normally all agree unanimously on a movie on a movie, but we unanimously uh, scored Barbarian very high with the yeah. average at a that was, 48. That was mid to upper 40s for all of us. I think it's one of our top three movies of all time. Oh, period. yeah, probably. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's up there with Psycho and we had, I think, Psycho and Inside was one of them also. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm horror, talking movies. horror movies. Um, uh, Conjuring probably was one of a uh, Conjuring or Exorcist, maybe. I don't remember scoring The Exorcist. No, maybe not. But uh, yeah, Barbarian Conjuring might little... have been the one that was. I like, I like how he, whenever Tim gets like hooked on something, he has to like fulfill it, and it's yes. just funny. And I just love watching it like, happen uh... in real time. <laughs> No, it, we scored it higher than Psycho. Uh, we have Psycho at 47.5 yeah, overall score. It. And um, I think our next highest one was Hereditary and The Shining. Oh, Hered yeah, Hereditary those, and Shining. Those tied at 46.5, yeah. and we all scored Barbarian higher than both of those movies. And honestly, I... Which just goes to show why like it's not always the most productive to rate a movie right after you watch it. <laughs> uh, I don't know, though. I almost think it deserves it because oh, totally. that movie is going to do for Airbnbs what Psycho did for showers. Oh, totally. I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, we're about, huh, about okay, an so hour we here. We yeah. gave you some teases on some other movies. Say, this is a pretty long I first episode. <laughs> I would love for our next one if this is released in time and you get to listen to it. Um, been seeing a lot of buzz about this movie, Skinamarink. Is that the? It's a Shutter exclusive coming out. Oh yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, it's yep. in theaters briefly, but I'm seeing a lot of buzz online about this movie, and I think it will be a great one for. And this is just for nice... horror movies. Like we're yep. not just gonna do horror movies. Obviously, no, we'll do so. other movies. But the next one, the the next movie yeah. period that's on my list is this Skinamarink movie. Looks like it's gonna Skinamarink. Yeah, sounds like a good line for an R&B rap uh, section. <laughs> Skinamarink. Skinamarink. Yeah. So. Yeah, these podcasts will probably just be for episodes for movies that we specifically want to go in more detail about. Um, just given our work schedules, we probably can't do every single movie. Um, maybe we'll do like shorter, like quicker videos for I, shorter movies. I like other the movies idea of like okay. twelve full episodes a year, like a twelve episode season. Yeah, maybe that sounds right. Maybe we a little pick, extra if we if we feel like it. We can divide a couple of those episodes into our our uh, 13 nights of halloween and go over yeah well my my thing was i didn't know if we were gonna do one movie or if we would get through one movie so quick that we would need to do two movies for an episode but we're at an hour already and it, so i was like ah, one movie after we cut down <laughs> will it be half an hour yeah because we're obviously like the intros was way longer than probably needed to be but then we can I dive mean, right into the menu because the menu was another fantastic movie great tim's already making promises for the next episode <laughs> but yeah so anyway uh yeah this is the average podcast with bryce and tim and this is the (laughs) we're not gonna do that thanks for hanging out listen to us talk about our yeah go ahead and follow us how we felt on instagram at the average i believe believe it's average dot the tim can leave some links in our in the actual like because somebody already had the average oh so they think they're special so and what is it again tim it's has to look it up i would do i would i totally don't know the uh handle of it it is average dot the average dot the for instagram and then facebook yep. the same i believe facebook is the average the average so the facebook average. the average instagram at average dot the go ahead and follow us on there we submit your yeah, score so we have we have screenshots for the yep. uh actual grading system and we just love to see what everyone else yeah, thinks about just, it. if you have a, if you have a passion for it like you don't have to but even then if you don't want to fill out the card just let us know what you thought about the movies because yep we want to know what you guys think like this is for the i know that this is said by other people like this is genuinely for the people like we only do this because we love movies and we genuinely love to talk about it with other people and get their opinions like i don't know how much i know we'd probably be able to get to like the comments and actually like reply uh, yeah. with you guys if, if we if can you, if you submit your score and give us like a brief paragraph on why you thought certain yeah. things be more than happy to read those as we go through our exactly. own scores because that is part of what makes the average different. Yep, exactly. So feel free to do that. Follow us on those. Let us know what you think about uh, movies. Let us know what you think about specifically Megan. Um, I don't know if we have a post out for that just yet, at least from we this time. So hopefully that will be out by the time this is uh, posted. We'll Someday. see. What... Tim, can you just focus for five seconds? Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. Um, We'll catch you guys at the next episode, whatever movie that will be. Send recommendations for movies you'd want us to watch also. We're always down to have more movies to watch in our spare time. Yes. Uh, Especially Tim, his trash movie selection. I love my trash movies. (laughs) Well, anyway, guys, thanks for watching and listening. More listening. This is going to be watched. Uh, Thanks for listening to it, though. Uh, We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Go ahead and leave a like and a follow. 
uh, wherever this is posted, because I'm still thinking through those details. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And see you next time. We'll see you next time.